0: for as long as I can remember I've been obsessed with self-development, growth and living life large. I believe there is a life waiting for you that is greater than your wildest dreams and this podcast is here to empower you to go after it. From self-development to life, confidence, wellness, mountaintop moments, the messy middle that is often hidden behind the scenes and so much more. This podcast is here to be your cheerleader and your toolkit as you step off the sidelines and grasp your life with both hands. Is it time to live a life you love? Well, my friend, pull up a seat, because this is the Dare to Thrive Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Dare to Thrive Podcast. There is so much in today's episode, so many different things I just want to dive into and I just wanted to keep this off by saying that this is completely different ep from what I had planned for today. But sometimes you just got to roll with your gut instincts and what you feel like speaking to, and that's really what I'm doing today. Going to be very honest with you guys. i was going to say more honest than normal. But let's be real. <laughs> this podcast is very unfiltered, very raw, very real time, very much what's going on in my brain always. So it's not going to be any different today. But we're diving into all the things. I was going to say I hope everyone's having a glorious summer, but so many of you are not in summer climates right now. So for those that are Aussie listeners, I hope you're enjoying the sun. This is by far my favourite time of year. I know I'm such an advocate of the fact that we should live for every day, but my gosh, there is just something so glorious about summer in Australia. I would say I want to have summer all year round, but then I just know I wouldn't appreciate it as much, but I just live it for this time of year. We are in t- 30 degree temps every day. not really sure what that is in Fahrenheit 90 something heading towards hundred at times hundred ish quite hot, but it's perfect beach weather, blue skies and I just think everyone's out and about and in such a glorious mood which just makes everything so much better and in relation to what we're talking to today. I am also a summer baby, so my birthday is very much around the corner, and something I have never spoken to because it's never been relevant, but I am very, very quickly in terms of it being in a few weeks approaching thirty so it's been something that's somewhat top of mind, I suppose, for me, but only in really a party planning vibe, very, very excited about that and I don't think I've really thought about anything else to be honest I've always thought I was super well I am I wouldn't say I thought I've always been super excited for my 30s I'm not really someone who looks at it like a bad thing I'm really excited I think it's definitely going to be the best decade yet but I found myself over the weekend feeling extra just this weird tinge of anxiety hanging around the place and To be honest, it took me a couple of days to sort of work out where it was coming from and then I realised it is the looming milestone I'm about to hit and I am going to do an episode in my birthday week, a little birthday edition about all the things, 30 lessons I've learnt in my 30 years, which is going to be good, but as I said, I hadn't planned on speaking to this today, but I just feel like it's so normal. I've had so many conversations with friends over the last 24 hours, uh, and I've had similar conversations, not to do with turning 30, but with clients about milestones and these cutoffs we've placed on ourselves when we're working towards goals and all of those things. And I just felt called to talk about this and thought it might be helpful for someone else out there to sort of normalize how they're feeling if they're feeling similar. And as I said, it took me a little while to put my finger on what was going on. And as I said, it's come as quite a surprise to me because I'm not someone who consciously attaches things to timelines or decades or really cares about how old I am when I do certain things. So a long time ago, I really distanced myself from that mindset that, you know, I'll do this when I'm 25 and this when I'm 27 and when I'm 33, my life will look like this because I just know we've got no control over that, and I really just trust the timing of my life and the process of what that looks like and the timeline that falls into place with, and I just know I cannot predict the future. So generally speaking, from a conscious lens, I'm not really someone who thought I need to do these 10 things by the time I turn 30, and if I haven't done this, I'm behind, or anything like that. But I've really realized over the last couple of days that I might think that consciously, but on a subconscious level, I'm still surrounded by programming in the sense that everything we do and what we talk about is all in decades. So we talk about our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, etc. And while I do feel like society itself has evolved in terms of what we think these should look like, you know people are focusing more on their career than ever, Um, average age of people having children is higher than ever, I would say, at least in my own life, that's definitely relevant. And there's all of these things that have shifted, that used to be in our 20s, now might be in our 30s, that used to be early 30s, now might be late 30s. There has been a big evolution of that, and I think, as I said, I certainly relate to that, and I'm not too much on the timeline bandwagon, but... These decades are still programmed into us to mean different things. And I know people say your 30s in the new 20s and your 30s in the new 40s and all of those things, and I 100% agree with that, but I'm still consciously aware of the fact that we grew up thinking that certain ages were going to mean different things. And even though you might have consciously relinquished control over that or separated yourself from that or even evolved with what you think of that over time. I do think for a long time, at least for me personally, there was always a narrative about what your 20s should look like and where you should be at by the time you're 30 and what your 30s should look like and where you should be by the time you're 40 and 50 and 60 and so on. And you can consciously not agree with that or not have that attachment to it, but subconsciously that's always playing in the background. And that's something that's really become apparent to me in the last few days so I had also heard I really wish I could remember where I heard this because it was on a podcast or in a book but for due diligence in terms of speaking to it I have just googled it and found a very similar thing to whatever I heard wherever I heard it so I'll put a link to that in the show notes because it's a really interesting article if you do want to dive a little bit deeper but basically there's all these studies that also show that as we're approaching a new decade, we try all these new things. So from memory, as I said, I can't quote the podcast or the book because I cannot remember where I listened to it. it was quite a while ago. but marathon signups for example, are supposed to be higher for people aged 29, 39, 49, etc. So when we're in that final year of a decade, we start viewing things in a different way and we behave differently. So we get really into exercise or we decide we feel like we wanna change careers and all of those things where we're trying to find meaning in our lives and just shake things up a little bit. And I think a lot of those times we're not even consciously aware of why we're doing it. And you know, I relate to this in the sense that if you have been around for a little while, you will know this if you're new, I am currently dealing with a hip injury but that came about from me deciding that I was going to do a half marathon before I was 30 and that was the timeline it wasn't a 2023 half marathon while well, I tried to do it then it was this mental line in the sand that I had set myself where I said I'm gonna run this half marathon before I'm 30. and consciously I know that that's ridiculous because I'm just as capable of running the half marathon at 31 or 32 but even with that it wasn't something that I was consciously aware of at the time but I'd set this line in the sand and I just had this decline mentality around the fact that oh, once I'm in my 30s, if I'm not already doing this and then I have to spend a few years working towards it, then it hits the point where everything starts to decline. And I know if you're listening to that and you're older than I am speaking to this, that sounds ridiculous, but it just plays in to how much we're fed about what different ages mean and where you should be at and where your fitness peaks and declines and all of those things that we're not even consciously thinking of at the time or when we're making these decisions but it's all playing out underneath the surface and I'm obviously speaking to this in relation to age but it doesn't have to be age it might be A certain point in your career where you thought you'd be at by a certain time. You know, five years into this role, I should be at this point. Then in seven years I should be here. Or it might be in your personal life. There's all these milestones and cutoffs and timelines where we are prompted to go within and we have this introspection. And I think a big part of it is also just being self aware and being aware of what's going on. As I said, I had a few days where I wasn't really sure what was happening, but once I sort of dug a little bit deeper and worked out where this is coming from, it's so much easier to separate yourself from it and realise this is where this is originating from, you know, I'm not losing my mind, and while I thought this is ridiculous, I don't even agree with this, I think just sitting with it enough to normalise it and realise that this is really common, it's totally okay to have those moments of introspection and question everything to a certain extent and think about where you thought you might be and where you are and reflect on the last decade of your life and what you want the next one to look like and all of that I think just having that time and space to sit with where these feelings are coming from what it actually has underneath the surface and giving yourself the permission to feel it but also sit with it and just go through it makes such a big difference and I think one of the things I'm sort of coming home to a little bit in this process, it is really hard in a lot of ways. And As I said, I didn't really expect it, but I hope speaking to this might help someone else who maybe feels the same way or has felt the same way in the past. But I think it's really easy to lose ourselves and our own timeline and what we actually place value on in terms of these milestones and cutoff points. And what I mean by that is you might have something that from a societal perspective or your subconscious conditioning is meant to be done in their 20s. Maybe you feel like you were supposed to do all this travel in your 20s and you didn't get around to doing it and now you feel you're heading into your 30s and you're meant to be settling down and now's not the time to pack all your stuff into a bag and go around the world but Maybe you wanted to focus on your career in your 20s and in your 30s, you want to travel. Maybe you travel in your 20s and in your 30s, you want to focus on your career or you want to settle down. And I think irrespective of whether we're talking about age, career timeline, as I said, whatever these milestones and metrics are to you personally, it's really easy to listen to the noise of what other people tell you these time periods or milestones should mean. And get sucked into that comparison trap of where you're at in relation to that and lose sight of what you actually want in the process. So, with your 30s, for example, you know, it might be you should be at a certain point in your career or you should be financially stable or you should be deciding to have a family or any of those things. And that might not be what you want. But when we're in this mental spiral we start comparing ourselves against things that don't necessarily align with our timeline that we have actually consciously created for ourselves and what that looks like so that's I think really important and just also remembering that who you are as a person and your value extends to so much more than what you did at a certain age or in a certain decade and not getting sucked into looking at everything on paper and as metrics rather than how it actually feels in real life as well. I think when we're talking about milestones and achievements and cut-off times and all of those things, we lose sight of who we are as people and that is so much more important than all the materialistic numbers and tangible things. And then I think also it's staying true to who you are And realizing that while you might wrap these 10 years into a bow and put them in your 20s or your 40s or your 30s, you're consistent over that period of time. So I think we get this thing in our heads where we go, oh, tomorrow I turn 27 or tomorrow I turn 34. And that means lying in the sand, I'm different, life should look different, everything should be different. But it's a lifelong journey. We're not tied to specific ages or decades. We evolve throughout the whole process. It's not like you wake up uh, the day after your birthday and everything looks different and you feel completely different and you're never the same again. It's something that's constantly changing over time. And while we do have this construct that puts things into different boxes, who you are, what you want from your life, the goals you're working towards, and your own timeline and journey extends beyond that. And you don't have to put that into a tiny little checkbox and place it in the decade. And I guess what I wanted to speak to as an extension of that is just staying in your own lane and trusting the timing of your life, less comparison, more tuning out the noise. And while this does relate to age and birthdays and all of those things, because we do have that introspection and that reflection at these moments, it also relates to what you're chasing down in your life. So it relates to your goals, it relates to the dreams you have, what you're working towards at the moment what the last year or 10 years has looked like to you, what you want the next year or the next 10 years to look like. And just really trusting your gut, your own instincts, what you want and staying in your own lane and really trusting in the fact that what is meant for you will find you, what you are supposed to do is all going to work out and spending less time comparing to where we feel other people are and just tuning out the noise. And I think... It's really detrimental to go into the comparison trap in general, but it's really detrimental when it comes to something like milestones and particularly age, because while it doesn't help when you're in it, we do all have individual journeys and we don't have to succumb to societal benchmarks of what different points in that journey should look like. It's just about following your path, trusting the process and moving despite fear. So, I think one of the biggest things with all of this, which I know I have said time and time again in different episodes and on different topics, but it's so important, is releasing your attachment to timelines. So when we attach things to the timeline, be it age, be it dream, be it goal, and this is very much how I felt reflecting on 30 in the last few days, it's like this clock starts ticking in your brain I have literally felt over the last few days like there is a clock ticking in my brain and I just find myself feeling more and more stressed I'm thinking time's going too fast it's running out you're reflecting on what did the last decade mean you know where do I want to be in five years I need to hurry up and work all of that out how do I feel about being at this point when I turn 32 or I reflected even the other day on how recently I mean it feels like a long time ago in one way but how recently 20 feels and how I remember turning 21 and how is that gonna be the same amount of time before I'm 40, like the brain spirals. But I often feel the same way when I'm talking about a goal or something and there's this cutoff point that I put in my head and when I start thinking about it in that way, it's like this mental clock is ticking and I get more anxious, more stressed and as a result of that, I get less clarity less enjoyment, less being present where I am, less actually focusing on the moment and what I'm working on at the time and more mental spiral. And what helps me and what I think is so valuable as a reframe when you start entering this spiral, as I said, it doesn't have to be about age, it can be about anything, but if someone gave you certainty that something would work out, you would be okay with waiting. If someone gave you a crystal ball and they said, when you turn 37, I'm just sticking with 30s because that's partly what we're talking about. When you turn 37, this is what your life will look like. This is where you'll live. This is how you'll feel. This is what your day-to-day looks like. These are the people in your life. You'd be okay with the seven years waiting. You might want it to be sooner, but if that was your dream life and that's where you knew you would be when you turned 37, those seven years would be different than you not knowing the outcome. And going day by day, not knowing where you were going to be. And as humans, we just crave that certainty. We crave that reassurance. And we just want to know it all turns out how I want it to. And when I reach this milestone, this is what it's going to look like. But we don't get gifted that certainty. The only certainty we have is that if we don't keep moving, what we want won't arrive. And this is something I come back to over and over and over again. When I feel myself slipping into that loop and feeling anxious and feeling stressed and starting to spiral and questioning what I've done and what I should be doing and how do I know whether I'm going to be able to make this work in this time frame and my time's running out for this and all of that kind of thing, I remind myself that I can't be gifted certainty. We only have uncertainty when it comes to what's ahead. And the only sort of feeling of certainty that we get is. Sinking into that trust and trusting the process, and being certain in the fact that we feel we're working for what we want, we feel we deserve what we want, we're working on everything we can, and we can only really have certainty in ourselves. We can't have certainty in the outcome, in the result, and the attachment of what's to come, right? And I think the thing is, looking at things and waiting for this certainty, it actually hinders our progress because we're less likely to take that consistent action and we wobble in those oh this is unknown I'm not sure about this because when it comes down to it we want to guarantee but we don't get guarantees in life we can't guarantee what life will look like when we're 35 we can't guarantee what tomorrow afternoon will feel like the only thing we have control over is ourselves our outlook our actions And that's something we have control over in this present moment, but also five years into the future, so that doesn't waver. And as an extension to that, we need our timeline to be flexible. You might have a milestone you feel like you should have hit when you were 28. But if it comes when you're 32, does it really matter? You might think, I'm going to use the marathon example, I wanted to run a half marathon by the time I was 30, but if I do it when I'm 33, does it really matter? All we're doing, focusing on these numbers and these metrics and these specific timelines, is pigeonholing ourselves and increasing worry about the future, increasing anxiety. And I guess, irrespective of whether we're talking about this in relation to age, your career, or any of those other milestones... Something that I find really interesting and I use quite a lot and I use quite a lot with my clients as well, which is how I'm personally going to approach this little wobble crisis of sorts and that's just me being completely transparent, is that often when we're in a current time zone of sorts and looking ahead, we get stuck in this fear, this anxiety, this uncertainty mindset and it's really easy to spiral and think, What if things don't work out the way I want? What if I don't reach that milestone? What if that never happens? What if I never get to that place? And it's really funny because if I ask you what advice you have for your future self or what advice you can give to yourself in this present moment, we really quickly enter that self-doubt, that inner critic, that uncertainty about direction, about what to do next, about how to change things, about where to go from here. But if you ask yourself in hindsight what advice a past version of you has for you now, you have all the answers. And in the same way, if you ask a future version of yourself for advice, suddenly you have all the answers. Because the truth is when you take away the fear and the anxiety and the uncertainty and that mental spiral that we so easily enter, you have more wisdom inside you than you think you do. And basically what I'm getting at is if you asked your 12-year-old version to write a letter to you now, they would be much kinder than your current version of you is. The same way that if I asked you to write a letter to your 12-year-old self, you would also be much kinder to yourself than you were at 12. And hopefully this is all making sense to you. But basically, one of the most powerful ways to work through this is to write yourself a letter from a future version of yourself. And I actually did this recently just in relation to 2024. So I wrote myself a letter as the end of the year version of myself to me now, just giving myself advice approaching this new year. And I've done this exercise in a variety of ways over the years, but I'm still always amazed at the certainty that comes from this higher version of yourself, this future version of yourself, in the sense that in the current moment, I can feel unsure, I can feel uncertain, I can have no idea about what to do next, I can be doubting whether things will work out how they want them to, I might be unsure about a decision and not sure what the right choice is, any of those things, but as soon as I sit down and put pen to paper and I write from this future version of myself, suddenly I have more certainty than ever, I'm confident things are going to work out the way I want them to, I have the best advice, I am so much more cheerleaders for myself than maybe the current version of me is in that doubt moment and I just think it's such a powerful exercise and as I said I did this for 2024 but it's also something I'm going to do for my 30s as a decade because I think it's really easy for me to sit here now and be talking to you or talking to my friends this weekend and be feeling really anxious or feeling really stressed or uncertain because I don't know what lies ahead but when you flip that and I look at that and I ask You know, when I'm 39 and I'm approaching 40, what would I have to say to my current version of myself that's entering this decade? Suddenly I feel a lot clearer, even in the sense that I'm sure I had somewhat similar feelings when I entered my 20s. And if I look back at the 20-year-old version of me, I have so much advice I would give them and I'm not really sure that anything went as I thought it would. Obviously, there's certain parts of my 20s which look like how I thought but I at the same time I recognize wholeheartedly that my life now is not something I could have predicted it is wild in comparison to what my 20 year old self probably thought I would be doing and everything looks different than I think I would have anticipated and I think that's the thing too one of the biggest parts of that is that I'm very different than I felt at 20 and would have anticipated. And obviously that's going to be the case. In a 10-year period, we change so much, particularly from 20 to 30. I'm sure it's the same from 30 to 40 and so on. But when we get sucked into this comparison trap with these metrics and milestones and decades, none of that is about who we are as people. It's all a checklist of where we should be or what things should look like. And to be honest, a lot of it is often quite materialistic. and While some of those things are important, I know some people maybe don't agree with this, but I personally think we have an idea of where we should be from a financial security perspective when we turn 30 and 40. I don't have an issue with that. I think that's something to aspire to. But that doesn't touch on the amount of growth you had in a decade or a year or six months or how much you overcame. Even if we look at this in a career perspective, You might not be in the specific role or promotion that you thought you'd be at four years into your job or 10 years into your job, but what else has been going on? How much growth have you had as a person? What have you overcome? Maybe you hated public speaking and now you thrive at it. Maybe you changed careers and it looks completely different and you couldn't have forecasted where you'd be, but that was growth in itself. And maybe you have just done a lot of self-development work and You're not even recognisable for who you were 10 years ago. There's so many things that we don't measure as metrics that don't even get included in this list. This societal list of what you should do in a decade, it's got nothing to do with who you are as a person. And we miss so much in that. And as I touched on earlier, I think when we get sucked into this comparison trap of sorts, when we're comparing these things, we're not even really thinking about what we want and what's important to us. It's a metric of a checklist that was handed to us at some point in our life or we made up 15 years ago. And I think we don't even pause long enough to kind of consider what it means to us, what we want, and where we want to be. And as I said, I hadn't really planned on speaking to this, but I just felt so cool to have this conversation today. And I hope that, you know, maybe it helped one of you feel seen feeling the same way in some way or another. And I would love to hear your own perspectives and reflections if you have them. If you felt like this before, or you're feeling this comparison and panic and timeline and that ticking clock about anything going on in your life, I'd love to hear from you your own takeaways and how you're navigating this. Please slide into my DMs over on Instagram. But I hope there's a takeaway for you in there. And if you are someone who finds yourself with this ticking clock in any way, shape, or another, just remember. That these milestones and timelines and decades don't define who you are as a person, life keeps moving the day after you turn 30 or 40 or 50 or 25 or the day that passes after you were supposed to get that promotion or supposed to be here, there or everywhere and you and everything you stand for is so much bigger than how old you are, what your life looks like or where you think you should be. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dare to Thrive podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe and consider leaving us a review. It truly does support me and the podcast so much. And if you want to follow along on socials, you can find us over on Instagram at Dare to Thrive podcast and at Salt and Whistle. Now go out there and leave your wildest dreams and I'll see you back here. Same place, same time next week.